أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله الأمين محمد بن عبد الله وآله وصحبه وسلم رب شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يبقه قولي رب أوزعنا أشكر نعمتك التي أنعمت علي وعلى والدي ونعمل صالحا ترضاه واصلح لي في ذريتي إني تبت إليك وإني من المسلمين It's a pleasure to be with you starting this beautiful poem and the journey of learning the message that the Sheikh is trying to put through this poem. If you look at all the people who spoke about the Prophet Sallallahu or written about him, none of them has left out poetry. Every human being that loved the Prophet wrote some poetry. I had never seen anybody who claimed to love the Prophet and there is no poetry. And even you, if you love the Prophet you will write poetry. It will come to you. Allah will bring it to you. Because poetry is an expression of what the inner feels about that which cannot be comprehended. Because Rasulullah is beyond our imaginations. My Sheikh used to say, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam la yurabil khayal. Our messenger, peace be upon him, cannot be seen by imagination. Because a lot of people say, I think, last night in my dream I saw the Prophet I think. And he used to say, no. When you see him, you see him. Because nobody walks outside today in London and say, I think I, think I saw the sun. Everybody saw the sun today in London. Because it was sun shining. You are like in Madrid or Barcelona or North Africa. It doesn't seem like London today. Because not one single moment of the day there was a cloud. It was just absolutely beautiful. But unfortunately, people were unhappy and they were complaining. It was too hot. <laughs> Only a week ago, they were saying too much rain. At maybe six weeks ago or two months ago, they were saying it was too dry. So I don't know what do they want. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is trying to make life better for them the way they want. But once Allah gives them, they change the other way. So the Prophet وسلم, is the matter of this poem. And when my brother Talib said to me, just think of anything of the first chapter to speak about. And wallah, Allah is my witness. I was so busy today. I had too many things to do. And I came home. In fact, my daughter was ringing me. I think she's sitting somewhere here. She says, Dad, do you know you have an appointment? I said to her, look, I'm still out. She said, are you going to be there? I said, I'll be there, inshallah. They said, well, just after six, when I was somewhere in central London. And she said, but are you ready? I said, inshallah. I'll coming home and I'll change and I'll come. So I said, yes, I need somebody to deliver me. She said, it's too late now. Nobody can come pick you up. You have to make your way. So Alhamdulillah Sahib arranged something for me to come. But I came home, I arrived just before Makrib. I prayed Makrib and I then said, what am I going to speak about? So I opened one of, I have got too many borders, Alhamdulillah. All my bookshelves are full of poetry. I don't like anything but poetry. So I picked one of them and when I opened it, it said, Naam, Sara Taifum al-Ahwa. Okay? So the word hope came to my mind. And, and I felt, subhanAllah, the whole thing is about hope. 
But then I remember the Sheikh used to say to me, son, remember, Ard al-Hub, the land of Mahabba, the land of Hub. In it, يُغْرَسُ الشَّرُّ وَالْخَيْرُ In it, it's planted that which is evil and that which is good. You could love alcohol. You could love zina. You could love يعني, uh, being wicked to people. Although wicked nowadays means good. <laughs> One child after I did my khutbah said to me, wicked sheikh today. I said, astaghfirullah, I'm not wicked. <laughs> I hope I'm not wicked. He said, no, really. And the other guy came to me and stood next to me and said, it's not just wicked, it was sick. I said, astaghfirullah. Now you're talking rubbish. I'm neither wicked nor sick, astaghfirullah. So the world has changed, you see. So you, 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 you can look at يعني, people from love they can care. But in the other hand, out of love, you could build, you could make things happen. What you have today here started two years ago, may Allah bless you, Sahib. And out of love to help all of us and to help all of you, he started this program, mashallah. The benefit is going further, where people are crossing the oceans to come here to help us in doing this job. And I thank Allah. If I think back 30 years ago, nothing like this was happening. But Allah is giving us. So then, when I read this, I said, that's it. I'm not going to say anything. I just need to think of this word, hub. Now, hub is two letters. Ha and ba. And I want you to think with me for a minute. The wise men have the wisdom. And Allah said in the Quran, وَمَنْ أُوتِيَ الْحِكْمَةِ فَقَدْ أُوتِيَ خَيْرًا كَثِيرًا Whosoever is being given wisdom, he's being given a lot of good. And always look at the wisdom of the wise man. Now, the wise men, they say, when you take anywhere and you look at the letters, from it you get a lot of the benefit. We don't have time to speak about it in detail, but I'm just going to mention this. So the letter Ha, when you look at it to the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you get the name Hay. Definitely, a person who has mahabba in his heart, they say, must be alive. As you said at the end, my brother, if you are dead inside, you can't have it. The one who doesn't have it cannot give it. You cannot have something as important as love from a heart that is dead. And therefore, Allah is alive. The believer who believe and claim to love the Prophet is alive. Rasulullah gave the example The example of the one who loves Allah, okay? the one who remembers Allah, and the one who does not is like the one who is alive and the one who is dead. We are all alive because we have blood pumped into our bodies and were function, functioning. But that is not really living. Too many people are walking. I was early out in Oxford Street, Bond Street, and I was looking at the people walking, just walking. And you feel, what are they walking for? What are they doing? Everybody is just rushing. 
Muslims and non-Muslims, Arabs and non-Arabs, everybody. Many of them are walking dead. Why? Because Allah is not remembered. And therefore, the first thing you need to think about for you to achieve that love is to have a heart that is alive. And then, you must be realistic or real in whatever you do. Because Allah is haqq. You cannot claim things or imagine things. You cannot suddenly just put yourself in a position to say, well, he's aware of it. This is me, the way he created me. And let it be. And anything else he's going to look at and forget about it. No. If really you are living through that name of Allah, Al-Haqq, then you will be living a balanced life so that you can achieve that love. Because the idea is if we study all this knowledge and memorize this poem and read it all the time and understand its meaning, but we don't achieve the love, we achieve nothing. We have achieved nothing. So this is my message to you. How, how can you become a lover? How can you love? And to be honest with you, although I, I opened my book at home and I got those two okay, verses, when I sat there, the brother came and gave me this beautiful book, and I was thinking, I need to get my glasses out because I'm getting all the country to find them. And I opened it, the first thing they came. This, I didn't close it still, to open because... And the brother himself said to me, help my hand, said, Sheikh, please, could you please help me that if you happen to be in a position that you speak to Rasulullah the time there with you. I said, why are you asking something like that? Because love doesn't have somebody in the middle. You don't have two people who love one another requiring somebody else. If you love, you love. That's it. The only requirement the Quran puts is the tabi'iyah or the following of Sayyidina Muhammad Nothing else. In his example. Imam Malik used to be the best in that. Why? Because his teacher was Abdullah ibn Umar al-Khattab. And why? Because Abdullah ibn Umar al-Khattab used to be يعني, among the companions, the best in following Rasulullah Read all the stories. I had never seen an example better than his example. To the extent when he used to walk with the Prophet and he was young, he used to walk behind him. And the Prophet one day stopped him and asked him, Ya Abdullah, didn't you hear me telling everyone that when you walk with me, either walk by my right or my left, and even you can walk in front of me, but never walk behind me. He said, yes, I heard that, Ya Rasulullah. And you know, I'm not allowing people to walk behind me because the Malaika, Tamshi min khalfi, the angels walk behind me. He said, yes, I know, Ya Rasulullah. Then why do you do that? He said, I walk behind you because you will never put a foot wrong. And I try to put my foot where you put your foot. And because of true love to the Prophet the Prophet allowed him. إِنَّ الْمُحِبَّ لَمَنْ يُحِبُّ مُطِيعُ The one who loves truly to the person or to the one whom he loves is always obedient. A measurement between you and yourself in a self inside 
trying to find the solution of why my love is not manifesting to the way that I would like it to be, even by feeling the love, is look at your obedience. How much obedient are you? Children today say to their mothers, I love you, ma'am. And then ma'am said, thank you very much indeed. Could you please go and do your, home, your homework? Not now, later on. Straight away, there's no love there. And if the argument go further, the child will say to his mother, you don't understand. So the knowledge of the mother becomes nothing. Definitely that means the love that is being said is not true. Or the husband or the wife will look to her husband's eyes and say, I love you. And then when they ask for another a favor or to do something, no. <laughs> I can't. I'm sorry. No, love, love doesn't, it's not a joke. It has to be real. It has to be real. And then, if you look again, one of the names of Allah is Halim. Al-Hulm, tolerance. When you look at people who manifest their love in physical ways, which is the, the, the worldly way, is husband and wife. Are husband and wife tolerant towards one another? No. In our time now, there is a lot of argument and debate and fighting. Is it? If you look at the elder generation, their love maybe is more sounder than our love today. Our love today is manifesting itself by giving flowers and chocolates. And that's the end of it. It's, 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 it's materialistic. But the real love is when you cannot take your eyes away from the one whom you love. The story my brother just mentioned earlier on, yani I was taught it that that was Rabi'a al-Adawiyya. Because the true lover of Allah was Rabi'a among the females and Umar ibn al-Farad among the males. These are the two real lovers of Allah. Yani there's no, nobody who can come close to them. And all their love is manifested in their poetry. And uh, this when she was walking, and she is from the generation of Ibrahim ibn Atham. And she was, they used to walk around Mecca in the mountains. Okay, or on the mountains and the desert outside. Nowadays, when we go to Mecca, if the hotel is not air-conditioned, we're in trouble. Okay. If the car we are in, or the bus, or the coach, we're not air-conditioned, we're in trouble. If the water is not cold, we're in trouble. If there is a little bit of heat, we're in trouble. But these people used to be all the time in the heat, but they don't feel the heat. Okay. But the story goes exactly the way you said it. Because the idea is, if you love somebody, the attention that you give to them and the attention they give to you. This is why Allah sent us Muhammad Sallallahu as an example for us to love him Allah. We can't love Allah directly. We don't know how. But the only way we can love him is by looking at Muhammad Sallallahu and taking an example from him of how he loves Allah Subhanahu And by doing that, then we love him. So now you have got Allah al-Hayy. Allah al-Haq, Allah al-Haleem. The living, the real, and the tolerant. These are three attributes a person who wants to achieve love must work hard to have them. And the easiest way is by looking at the example of Prophet in these three attributes. If you read him, he gives a lot when he talks about Muhammad in these issues. Then, 
Number four, Al-Hakim. And because it is the highest, it is the last. Al-Hikmah, Dallat al-Mu'min. A believer, if truly he knows what faith is all about, and appreciate who Allah is, then he will do his best to find the best of knowledge, because wisdom is the best of knowledge, the cream of knowledge. And that is what a lover would like to find out. And this is why the cream of the writing of men is poetry, and those who love, they write in verses. Allah challenged the poets of Arabia, okay, because they used to write poetry about love. People like Majnun Layla. They, they wrote, okay, they wrote all this beautiful poetry. When you read it today, you feel, wow. And the Quran, beautiful word of Allah, were there just to challenge them. Because their words are a manifestation of what they feel inside. So, here, this poem is the manifestation of the true wisdom that man, okay, Imam Busayri, rahmatullahi alayhi, has managed to put to us. And subhanAllah, when you read the Burdan, you feel, wow, what a beautiful poem. But read the Humazir. Because it is even bigger, and it's even deeper, and more beautiful in appreciation for anybody who understands that the way to love Allah or to love Rasulullah is not just easy, it's not cheap. It's a way of struggle, of strive. You need to find yourself in it. Then leave the letter ha and go to the letter ba. And subhanAllah, there's one name. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is bar. And this beautiful name, a lot of people don't even comprehend it or understand it or even maybe remember it. It's one of the nine, the nine names. Allahu Bar. Okay. Which literally means the one who will do okay, and give out of his love to anyone whom he thinks that his beloved is in touch with or love. So Muhammad sallam, when he was sent as a mercy to the world, is just as a manifestation of Allah al-Baram. To give everything to everyone, whether he knows them or not, whether they are Muslim or not, whether they are good or not or bad or not. And if you look at us today, those who are claiming to be the most religious amongst us, when it comes to giving, they want to know whether you have faith or not. I saw some of, some of them, they said, Brother, I just want to know how much you have faith in your heart. But that's not the way. Not one single time Rasulullah asked that question. Because Allah said to him, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ We have not sent you only add mercy to the world, O Muhammad And thinking of that, if you look at Sayyidina Muhammad There is no one in giving more generous than him. Never. Before him, in his time or after him. Nobody will be like him, sallallahu alayhi wa Nobody. <coughs> and if you really want to know Muhammad sallam, just make salawat for him. You can read about him. 
as much as you like. You can read all the seers and you will learn something. But there is nothing that will make you understand who he is than making salawat for him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded in the Quran. A'udhu billahi minash shaitan al-rajim. Inna Allah wa malaikatahu yusallun ala nabi. Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. So the benefit of you making salawat for Rasulullah sallam, it will teach you who Rasulullah sallam is. There are too many people who lived in this world, they could not read a letter. Not one single letter. And they never attended lesson to learn about the Prophet but they knew him inside out. But when you look into them, they read spiritually by making a lot of salawat for Rasulullah So, if we think about that, Muhammad sallam is the greatest of the humans that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala intended that they will glorify him. How that glorification come? Because he is merciful and kind. He is the means of guidance and direction. He is a means of educating and are bringing people to the highest position of adab with Allah. He is the means of correction and fulfillment of the heart to be in a position to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is the person of ultimate peace and tranquility and trust and truthfulness. These five things express who Muhammad is. And when you love him, you love this in him. And when you love this in him, definitely it must be manifested in you. Think about them again. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Muhammad is great, but his greatness only in his mercy and leniency. He says sallallahu if you don't show mercy, you will not be shown mercy. There are too many hadiths speaking about that, but this is one statement he said is sufficient. He didn't put that regarding a Muslim or a believer, anything and anyone. Hatta al-Baha'i, even the animals. Don't do nothing. And what, what makes me feel sad today when you see people killing one another in the world? He used to tell his companions before they go to a battle, don't kill the old. Don't kill the sick. Don't kill women. Don't kill someone who will give up or retreat or someone giving you his back. Don't cut a tree that gives fruits or a tree that gives shade. Don't destroy property. Look at this. He, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, wanting everybody to live and to allow others to live. As long as we can do that, then we are fulfilling the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And how couldn't he do that when he was the source of mercy, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? And how can you be a lover of Muhammad sallam when you cannot manifest that in yourself? It makes me very sad when somebody who says, I love Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and then nothing comes out of them but harshness. 
Muhammad sallam, if you love him, you will become merciful and lenient. Not one single scholar who claimed to love Muhammad ever, ever, ever manifested other than leniency and mercy. And in the seerah, when we read, we read, كان محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم هينا لينا هي صلى الله عليه وسلم محمد was lenient and easy going من رآه بديهة هابة whosoever sees him for a glance you will fear him from the aura that he has as a man of honor and dignity bigger than a king or an emperor but yet من خلطه لحظة أحبة whoever mixes with him for a while, you will love him. Those who used to hold his hand never want to let go. Just like children today, when a child loves anybody, they will keep holding their hands. They don't want to let go because they feel comfortable. So, he also said, ما دخل اللين شيئا إلا ذانا Whenever leniency enters into anything, all it makes it beautiful. So if you want to gain anything out of this poem, by the end of the tenth lesson, look at those two qualities. What do I have of them? How much merciful I am? How much lenient am I? And try to build that within yourself. And the next thing, عظمته عظمت هدايه وإرشاد. His عظمه comes out of the way Allah has made him to become the guide for he was guided by Allah and he found you looking for him and he guided you to himself I always think of Ibrahim and his relation to Muhammad that these people Allah has given them the best way they did not wait for somebody to come to them they went out looking for him. <coughs> Today, subhanAllah, we are guided by our mothers, pushed, our hands are twisted and our ears are twisted to go to school and we don't want to go to school. And then we were pushed to go to secondary school and then we were pushed to go to college and if we have our way, we don't even go. And subhanAllah, even in the deen, most of us, we only come when we are really encouraged to come by a friend or by a colleague or something, maybe by advertising. You see people, they don't see an advertisement and it's not really good enough, they don't want to come. You see, because we're looking for something that can capture us. We're not looking for the essence. We're looking for the outer looking. And as the Sheikh said earlier, it is Allah who looks into the inner, not to the outer. إن الله لا ينظر إلى صوركم وأجسادكم وفي رواية وإلى أعمالكم إنما ينظر إلى قلوبكم الله تدل لكات يور شيبس وفيجرز الله لوكس إنتو يور هارت دي دادن إيمان لوك إنتو يور أكشن ذا هارت بكوز ذا هارت وير إيفريثين إيز ذيس وير وي نيد تو إيرك هارد أن ذير إيز سمثين أي ويل سي تو يو هير أن بليز دونت ميكس إت أب دونت كونفيوز إت ألوت أوف بيبل جو أوتسايد أن سي ويل the ruh and the nafs are one of the same thing. No. no. Never. I will never believe that. The ruh and the nafs are totally separate things. Your ruh is you, where you come from, the Almighty. That which you know nothing about, 
and it is perfect. But it is being captured by your nafs, the home of your desires. And the more you neglect of yourself spiritually, the more you are going to be imprisoned. And the only way you can come out is by fighting your nafs. Jihadul Akbar, Jihadul Nafs. The bigger jihad is to be able to conquer your own nafs. And that's something that we need to think about. Moving away from yeah, things that which makes life difficult. Don't make your life difficult. Look into your nafs, how you can train it, how you can, so that you can get to your heart. And I give you an example of that. If your heart is awake, if your heart is alive, you will always remember your dreams. But if not, you will never. The simplest explanation. A lot of people wake up in the morning and say, I saw a dream, but I can't really remember it. It's from the veils of the nafs. Or I saw a dream, but it's quite distant. I can't. Let me just, it seems as if I was far away from it. It's also the veils. Or somebody who says, I never see dreams. Astaghfirullah. Everybody dreams. Because every ruh tasri ila bariha. Every ruh, once you put your head down, your ruh leaves your body. Every time, whether during the day or the night, your ruh will go up. Once your ruh is up, it has the ability of seeing everything, recording everything, and remembering everything. The only thing that makes it forget is once it comes back, that prison is making it. Imagine you have a bottle, and it's a white bottle. And it is see-through. And you put a light inside, you could see. You bring a yellow bottle. You put it on top. The light becomes less. You bring a, a darker color. It becomes less. A darker color. It becomes less. Until you bring a black one. Could you see the light? That light was the light of faith Allah entrusted you with. إِنَّا عَرَضْنَا الْأَمَانَةَ عَلَى السَّمَوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَالْجِبَالِ فَأَبَيْنَا أَنْ يَحْمِلْنَهَا وَأَشْفَغْنَا مِنْهَا وَحَمَلَهَا الْإِنسَانِ إِنَّهُ كَانَ ظَلُومًا جَهُولًا We have offered the amana. What is this amana? It's a faith that you have in your heart. It's a faith that will make you understand and appreciate who Muhammad is. It's the faith that will make you to appreciate that Allah who created you wants you to love him because by you trying to love him, maybe, perhaps, he will love you. Because that's what we want. We want Allah to love us. If Allah loves you, you are lucky. How lucky Sayyidina Musa is when Allah says to him, وَإِنَّكَ بِأَعْيُنِنَا وَإِنَّكَ بِأَعْيُنِنَا Forget about the poets and their poetry. Allah is saying to Musa alayhi salam, O Musa, you are always in my glance. I don't glance away from you. You are always there. Allah loves him. Why couldn't Allah love him when Allah is taking him from a baby, from his mother to the river, to, to his enemy, to be brought up by his enemy? To take him to the desert, to be taken by Shu'aib, to come back, to speak to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to address him. 
to come back to Pharaoh, the one who ran away from, because he was fearing he will kill him, to conquer. But yet at the end, he could not even manage to get his people. But truly, Allah loves him. Allah gave him every opportunity and many others. But Sayyidina Muhammad is the true love of Allah. Allah loves him so much. And you are trying to achieve something so great. You need to be very careful how you are going to approach it. What, what are you going to do about it? So that, what I tell you, is the essence of what we are here for. Removing all those barriers and leaving that little lantern of light, that amana Allah has put in, into our heart. All of us has submitted to faith, whether we believe or not. Allah says, Alastu bi rabbikum? All of you said, of course. We believe in you. But because he is just, he is allowing you to live your life the way you want to live it. And I remind you now that whatever you find yourself in, in order for you to achieve that, you must always remember Allah gave you two freedoms. The freedom of no bondage and the freedom of your tongue. As long as you say that which is right, that which is good, you're free to say whatever you want to say. And as long as you are born free from your mother's womb, there is no barriers for you to go wherever you want because Allah said, Ardullahi wasi'a fahajiru fiha. Nothing can stop you. If anybody says, well, I'm finding it very difficult to worship Allah, then we say to him, haven't you read what Allah says? Migrate. And real migration is from disbelief to believe. From no love to love. From war to peace. From death to life. This is what we migrate from. There's no, no barriers. Everybody has to find that. So, this is talking about the word حب, literally in the wise man word or explanation by looking at the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala حَيٌّ حَقٌّ Hakimun Barun. This is something that you need to think about. And subhanAllah qala Rasulullah sallam tahallaku bi akhlaqillahi. Tahallaku bi akhlaqillahi. Do conduct yourself according to the conduct of Allah. And the conduct of Allah literally here means by looking at the, to the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and trying to be. It's not good enough to say, well, Allah is generous and you are mean. Or Allah is merciful and you are wicked. Or Allah is just and you are always unjust to others. So you need to move away from that. Another thing, the glory of Rasulullah can be seen in the way that he has come to bring people out of the darkness of ignorance to the light of knowledge. And therefore the first thing he said regarding this, although Allah said to him, Iqra, and Allah said to him, Fa'lam. Two things, Iqra, Fa'lam. 
read and know. فعلم أنه لا إله إلا الله. Know that there is none worthy to be worshipped but Allah. واقرأ باسم ربك. اقرأ باسم ربك. Read in the name of your Lord. So here, when you look at those two, he explained them in a very beautiful way. When he says, "Sallallahu alaihi wasallam," إنما بعثت معلمة. I was only sent as a teacher. إنما بعثت معلمة. Nothing else. Today, Subhanallah, if a, a girl, especially if she is very well educated, a man knocks at the door and asks her father. I want to get married to your daughter. He said, what do you do? If he said, I'm a doctor, mashallah. If he said, I'm an engineer, Allahu Akbar. If you are in Pakistan or Sudan, if you say, I'm an army officer, oh, subhanallah. Maybe one day you can become the president of the country, that's good. Okay, but if you say you are a teacher, what are you? You're nothing. And if you say you are a student, say, go to your mother, let her prepare your food first. So a student and a teacher today have got no value. Although this is the highest position. خيركم من تعلم وعلم The best of you is the one who learns and teaches. خيركم any, any knowledge. Any knowledge. Because some people say, no, no, no. It's the knowledge of the deen. No. Do you know something? Subhanallah. If you have all the knowledge of the deen and your conduct is no good, you have no value. You are as ignorant, okay, as a donkey. And if you have, okay, all the knowledge of the dunya and not the knowledge of the deen, but your conduct is good, you are better. Because at the end of the day, the manifestation of knowledge is in the conduct. How, how many minutes left? Okay, we'll, we'll finish now, inshallah. Okay, so that's the idea. Knowledge is important. So here, Rasulullah Glory, when you see it, if you want to love him, is in the way he manifested himself as a teacher and as someone who brought the light of knowledge to the world. And that knowledge is not just, as I said, a knowledge but you memorize, you read, and you become clever about it, but it manifests itself in your behavior. Because he was ultimately sent to correct people's pattern of behavior. I was only sent to complete the pattern of behavior. So any one of you, you want to show your love to the Prophet look at your behavior. I don't really think somebody who swears or somebody who acts with anger or somebody who does not respect his elders or somebody who's always cutting his relationship with his friends and his families, okay? or somebody who's always acting in a way whereby creating fitness between people. All those things doesn't, doesn't make sense. So you must make your knowledge a vehicle that will take you to the, an area where you can become a better person. If you are not becoming a better person, your knowledge has no value. The glory of Muhammad Sallam and his Azama is in his way of correcting. So one thing you can take from this first chapter of Al-Burda tonight is how can you go about 
correcting yourself before correcting anybody else. This can only be true is when you look at the wrongs. Okay? That within yourself you can correct. What is wrong with me? And admit that wrong. Okay? And then, don't leave it and wait until you find everything. Once you find one, begin to rebuild. Because Azamatu Azamat Islah wa Ta'mir He will correct and rebuild all the time. And therefore, Rasulullah put it in a very beautiful way in the hadith when he says, okay, Kullu ibn Adam khata. Every son of Adam is a sinner. He will make mistakes. The best of those who make mistakes are those who always repent and seek repentance. And the last one, the Azama or the glory of Muhammad Sallam is the Azama of Silm, of peace and security. Now, many people going around saying Islam is peace. But when you look at the manifestation of what is taking place in the Muslim world, there's no peace. Tell me one Muslim country where there is peace. Not one single country. There is a lot of turmoil. Not between them and the Kuffar, not between them and the Shayateen, not between them and something we don't know. It is between them and their brothers. Whether it's in little Bahrain or a country as huge as Pakistan. It's happening. What you need to think about, that glory of Islam became a huge thing for the world to become Muslim is when they saw what Islam brings. How many men went to Indonesia and how big an army they had to conquer those people or to make them the biggest Muslim nation in numbers? Seven men, nine men, few men went there. Look what they did. A whole nation, over 200 million Muslims today, not one single person can prove a drop of blood was drops in that country. Why? Because they manifested this. This message is a message of love. This prophet is a prophet of love. This creator is the creator of love. Allah said in the Quran, Ala an lakum? Wouldn't you love Allah to forgive you? If you do, then find it in yourself to be able to forgive others. And it is very hard. May Allah forgive me and forgive you. May Allah guide me and guide you. May Allah strengthen me and strengthen you. And may Allah give me and give you tawfiq. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika. Nashadu an la ilaha illa anta. Nastaghfiruk wa natubu ilayh. Subhanallahi walhamdulillahi wa la ilaha illa Allah. Wallahu akbar wa la hawla wa la quwati illa billahi al-aliyya al-azim. Subhanallah rabbika rabbil ibadat amma yasifun. Wa salamun ala mursaleen. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alamin al-fatiha. Bismillahi rahman al-rahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin al-rahman al-rahim. Malik yawmi din. Yaka na'budu yaka nasta'ani صراط الذين انعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين امين جزاكم الله خير شكرا والسلام عليكم